Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Last Night in Soho, the new film from Edgar Wright that we've been looking forward to for a very long time. And it's finally here, so we're going to talk about it. But before we go any further, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And this is Monica. And I'm Michael. Monica's back two weeks in a row for, for a second week. What? She's back. Uh, don't get used to it. Uh <laughs> Wait, wait, we have. I know we said we're gonna have a big rotating thing, and then here's Monica again. But you know what? This is this is a a review that's an art. Yeah. Well, this Mm -hmm. is this is art that we're reviewing here. So um, we (laughs) have to be uh, here. Yeah, yeah. If it's Kino, you know it's got to be Monica. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, before we go any further and talk about uh, last night in Soho or any of the other news from this week, uh, we got to make sure that we always remember. Our pickle. Pickle. Oh, God. Of the week. <laughs> the week. <laughs> That's the best one. That's it. <laughs> Just the delayed soup. of. <laughs> Two pickles and an of. <laughs> yeah, good, good. It's a Rex, excellent. Oh, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, my, my, my pickle of the week is uh, I have two, actually. Um, and I am picking World of Darkness, number two. Uh, the Vault Comics Vampire the Masquerade Werewolf the Apocalypse crossover book, and I am picking a hardcover reprint of a forty-five-year-old graphic novel that I'm super hyped to read. <laughs> um, it's it's called Uprising Soul. I'm sorry, it's called Upgrade Soul. Excuse me, the collector's edition. It's a the winner of a bunch of awards. Um, it's written by um, uh, Ezra Clayton Daniels, and it's a sci-fi novel i'm sorry it's not 45 years old i'm tripping um it's 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 a i think it's about a decade old um but it's really pretty looking and has i'm holding up to the camera then also the host can't even see because of my stupid filter so uh and anyway we've got it at clear lake and i'm sure no one else ordered it because you know it's weird but come get it at clear lake my turn yes i have two pickles the first one, I'll do them quick. It's a graphic novel called Lore Olympus. It's a web, it's a, was it a webtoon? Was it yeah. a webtoon? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it's um, it is, yeah. a story of forbidden love. And if you pick it up at any location, you can get a free pin and a bookmark. While supplies last. As of, as of recording. I don't know if we still have any. But call and see. And then I'm also picking this retitled masterpiece, Hawkeye, the Saga of Barton and Bishop. Otherwise, oh, it's known yeah. as hawkeye when it came out um it's the whole thing it's hawkeye one through 22 annual one and young avengers presents number six with kate bishop um awesome i think this is the essential reading for the show we have a bunch of them so pick them up before november 24th whatever whenever the show comes out yeah that's right i think that's right that sounds the only hawkeye book i've ever liked for clint Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. i mean it is the best one it's the one it is yeah and my pickle of the week, um, I've got Human Target number one, another Tom good. King book. Nice. Looks fantastic. Um, and Blue Flame number five by Chris Cantwell, my guy. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Right. The end. <laughs> that's the tweet. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, and as always, uh, we are going to honor our fallen comrade and we have our good ones segment here. Um. R.I.P. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so 
if you remember last week, we really messed our way through that segment. And I said, you know, I wish, I wish we had, uh, had asked Ron how to do it. And, uh, you know, he tweeted at us and goes, you could have just asked me. (laughs) And so I did. He saw how much of a mess it was. Yeah. And so, you know what I did? I didn't do what he said and I'm not prepared. So we're going to muddle our way through it, uh, again, but this is the good one segment is this Ron's baby boy. Uh, you know, the segment of what number ones are coming out this week, what's a good jumping on point where I can start a new story to read. Uh, so we're going to go down the list. We got Hellboy, Bones of Giants, Stranger Things, Winter Special. We have Batman, Superman Authority, DC, Dark Knights of Steel. Um, we have Human Target, number one, uh, Task Force Z. No, that's okay. Those are different covers coming out this week. Okay. There's, there's the problems. <laughs> Sheena, <laughs> Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Uh, we have uh, a thing called Truth, which looks pretty good, actually. Um, Magic Order 2. Uh, boy, New Burn. The new, um, oh, what's his name? Burn. Burn. Zdarsky. Yeah, the new Zadarsky book. Um, and then for Marvel, uh, we don't have any. Uh uh, well, there's a there's a one shot. There's the Death of Doctor Strange Avengers. Uh, it just didn't mm-hmm. load the page. I'm just tripping. Uh, there's Strange Academy presents Death of Doctor Strange. Uh, from Aftershock, you have um, After Dark one shot. There's a it's a big Halloween oversized one shot. You have a new Agretzico out of the office. Um, Chilling Adventures in Sorcery, the new Sabrina book. Uh, very exciting. Um, GM marches Laura and other stories. Uh, I don't know how many other stores ordered that other than us, but uh, we have uh, Heathens as well from Aftershock. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, Rush from Vault looks pretty cool. Um, scrolling through, I think that's really all we've got this week that is worth talking about. Um, so, and Lore Olympus Volume 1, if we're going to do Volume 1s as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So there we go. That's the good ones. And... This is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes, everyone, including Ron, who we know you listen now, head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit over 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Yeah, we could have saved Eternals. Yeah, right. If y'all had reviewed the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but y'all out here playing. Um, so let's get into our events. Uh, thank everybody for coming out to the sale this past week. Uh, it was great. Uh, it was wild. Clear Lake was very busy. I uh, really appreciate everybody coming through, showing up, showing out and buying some toys. Cause that was, that was it. Um, but my cu- upcoming events for this month for November, we're in November boys. Um, we have November 5th, we have Keyforge. Uh, that is going to be a chain-bound Archon event from the first three sets. That is Call of the Archons, Age of Ascension, or Worlds Collide. Bring a deck from the first three sets and come and play. Or buy one and just play and get wild. Um, the event starts at 7. Registration and learn to play for new players begins at 6 p.m. Um, same goes with Keyforge on the 19th. That is going to be a sealed with Age of Age of Ascension, the second set in Keyforge. And that one is going to be at seven o'clock and six o'clock begins registration and new player uh, learn to play. And then we have 
on the 20th of November, Saturday, we have our paint night. Miniature painting is back at Clear Lake. Uh, we're going to be painting the Death Tyrant, the Undead Skeletal Beholder. Super lit. You can come in now and buy uh, prepay for your entry. There's limited seats, only 21 remaining, I believe. So come in and get bought in while you can. That the it is $20. It is for painters of all skill levels. So including zero skill. Uh, because I started with zero skill during COVID when I was running all these events on our Discord. Um, so it's gonna be really a lot of fun. Um, to come down for that. And that's what I've got for November. I have a couple in November. What? Okay, first, I have a live sale this evening, as you know, same booth every Wednesday. Um this week, it's a little bit of a cool down from last week. Last week, we had that 50% off. Thing. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. I didn't like it. I mean, I love mm-hmm. hosting them, but it's like, whenever we do those, it's like 15 comments per item, you know? Oh, boy. And yeah. I'm like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, let's see. We have an Invincible one. We have for, uh, some CGC books like First Satana, First Batgirl, First Mr. Zero, who becomes, su- not, I was going to say Sub-Zero, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Mr. Sub-Zero. Um, yeah. Um, so some cool high dollar books and a lot of medium and low dollar books. And then we have two long boxes full of uh, number ones bundles. And it's just 10 random number one issues. And they're t- it's a $10 bundle. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So that's tonight at seven on our Facebook page. On our, sorry, on our meta page. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> on November 12th, that's a Friday. We are going to be set up at the Night Market, which is presented by Asia Society Texas. It is at their center, which is downtown, right next to the Holocaust Museum. Um, but this will be a fun event, I promise. And it's uh, the it's like they'll have it's called Night in Seoul. That's like the the festival that they're having. Um, a bunch of all ages activities, food, um, vendors, and one of those will be Bedrock. We'll be there with manga and anime import items, stuff like that. Um, and that starts at 6 p.m. on November 12th. We're going to be set up there. Don't come for us. Come for the other stuff. Because it looks like it's going to be really fun. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, come for us too. But And then on November 20th, we have a signing at our Circleland location. Oh, yes. With John Swayze, who is a voice actor from My Hero Academia. I thought you were going to say voices. John Cena, the way you, you the way John you Cena. Hey, there we are. Um he, yeah, he's a voice actor uh, from My Hero Academia and dozens of other animes. Oh, yeah. He, English he's, dubs. He's in a lot of them, for sure. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he'll be signing there. You can get a free copy of the My Hero Academia free comic book day book, and he will sign that for free as well. So it'll cost you nothing. Um, we've More. never done one of these before, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I think it'll go really well. There's a lot of... Uh, MHA fans, you know. Yeah, I mean, one of one mm-hmm. of them works at my store and requested the day off to go to the signing. So, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Yeah, and they work it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> just, uh, just, just hustle them when he gets there. Okay, we'll do. Um, that's all the events I have for November. Okay, exciting. All right, let's get to the watch list where we talk about all the stuff that we watched this week. Um, I will go first because I didn't watch much. Um, I, it was a uh, spooky season, so I had to wrap up, uh, the rest of that stuff. And I watched, um, boy, I watched, I said, I think I said it already that I watched dark water last week. Um, we watched last night in Soho. 
And then I watched um, what uh, t- uh, audition by Takashi Miike, which I love that movie. Um, it's available to stream on Arrow, um, and that's all I got. That's all I got, other than last night in Soho, which we're about to get to. Mm-hmm. I also barely watched anything. I watched Busy last week. night in Soho as well. Yeah, it was Hell Week for Bedrock people, so yeah, not a yeah. lot of free time, you know. Um, like I had the podcast then the live sale, then the thank you night, and then the sale, you know? Right. So it was like no free nights. But um, I on Sunday, I played, this doesn't really count as watch, but I played the a game called Dark Pictures. Uh, Ashes, oh my gosh, I don't know. Ashes Dylan. of Tomorrow, Tomb of Ashes, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, House, House of, of Ashes. Ashes. House of Ashes, Dark yeah. Pictures. Yeah, so they're the one. Dark Pictures is a, they've done a couple games like this before, and it's a horror game, and it's basically where you're walking through and making decisions, you know, it's not like an action game, but they have something called movie night mode where you pass a controller to different characters and it'll pop up and be like, it'll be like Michael's turn and like the next oh. character will be making their decision. So it's co-op, but you're really just passing the controller around. It's kind of neat, like a group, yeah. a group game, but not like a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was, it was pretty scary um we played the first few acts of it uh it was really fun though i like the movie mode a lot ashley tisdale is the main character in it really if that's what Ooh. if that helps you at all if yeah, that's a selling point sharpay uh gets <laughs> yeah, trapped underground <laughs> so but dylan you're telling me you didn't watch wwe the house of the undertaker on netflix the the bandersnatch inspired choose your own adventure undertaker movie oh my god i, I missed that one i wow. meant to watch it it looks lit <laughs> actually <laughs> but but yes, I I can understand missing that one. But the the dark pictures game, I, my character is dead already. Oh, um, someone damn, you can die based on something else another character does, and really? Ron got me killed. He fails every skill. Sounds check, about right. And I got hit by like a stray bullet, and I'm just dead. And it wasn't even up from something I did. Welcome to playing. Welcome to playing games with Ron. Uh, so I'll tell a Ron story. I DM, I was Ron's DM for about a year and, uh, Ron's gimmick is I'm just going to go up and talk to him. Oh, there's wolves. Let me just go pet the wolves. Uh, it never, it does not work out well in Ron's favor or the party for that matter. Ron heard me and said, I did not kill you. Wow. He's on the other side of this wall right here. (laughs) He did. Ron knock twice for (laughs) Oh man! So what else, Dylan? That's all I did. I didn't watch anything. Wow, that wasn't really a week for you. Cool. Uh, well, my watch list, uh, of course, last night in Soho. Yes. Um, and then the big one for me was that I watched Fred's Dispatch finally. Oh yeah! So very excited. Uh, it was it was good at first. I was like kind of iffy about it. I was like, I don't know. It's uh, if if you're not a Wes Anderson fan, this will not be a movie for you because it hits every single trope of his, every single one. And so, really, uh, yeah, it's it's an anthology, um, as stories out of the French Dispatch, um, uh, newspaper, fictional newspaper, um, and or excuse me, magazine, um, and uh, it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it um timmy was good as i as i said last i was gonna ask you that yeah yeah timothy was actually really good he redeemed himself yeah he did he really did (laughs) Um, yeah he's not paul 
Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's just Dune for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't. He can't. He can't. If you really, can believe uh, it. <laughs> um. What else? Um. I had like a, a little get together with my friends on Halloween, and uh, we watched Beetlejuice and Halloween Kills. I know you and- watched um Censor. I did watch Censor. I forgot about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I well, I just watched that yesterday. Um, yeah. So I watched Censor, and then uh, we watched the Bella Lugosi Dracula, which I've never seen before. So that was really? exciting. Yeah. Hmm. And that's a good um, opportunity for me to remind everybody to go watch Censor because it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that that's it. That's all she wrote. Nice. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, I can watch more this week because it. Oh yeah. Didn't it didn't happen this week? I have, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't stop me from buying some movies though. I got to just, oh y'all, y'all, that Criterion sales on all month, so uh, get ready. Mm-hmm. I just picked up House, uh, the Japanese film. Some hype to watch that. I've never seen that. I thought you meant the Hugh Laurie show. Come on. <laughs> Is that Kino? Yes. <laughs> it's not. Um, wait on that Titan home release, and then that's all I will ever need to buy ever again. Get the steel um, book. Right. Th- that. I mean, it should have one, right? It. I mean, it, it should only steel. have a steel book. Yeah, yeah. steel book with a, die a titanium car. book. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the with the car. <laughs> Which one? There's so many options. Um, okay. Um, anyway, um, I guess let's talk about last night in Soho, um, the new film from Edgar Wright, um, written by uh, I don't remember who wrote it. Did he write it? Yes, he he okay. did. He co 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 written. Okay, with Christy um, Wilson. Karen's something yeah. like that. Sure. Um, starring um, who's in this movie? Uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Thompson McKenzie, Matt Smith, Terrence Stamp, Dame Diana Rigg uh, in her final, mm-hmm. I think, final movie, right? Like this is probably yeah. the last one. And then mm-hmm. some other people, I'm sure. Um, but um, what was our hype levels for this movie going into it? Um, as we always like to discuss that. Um, I'll go first. I was really through the moon excited for this movie. I thought mm-hmm. it looked really good. We haven't had a an Edgar Wright movie like this in a long time. I think what was Baby Driver was the last one? Uh yeah. Yeah, that was. was the last movie. Yeah, 2014, yeah. It's been a minute. Wow. Oh no, 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 2017 was a Oh, was it? Yeah. What? Well, according oh. to according to Wikipedia. Oh, I mean, that's probably right. It felt like 2014, <laughs> though. I don't know. 2013 was World's End. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, who who am I? Uh, Never mind then. Don't yeah. listen to me. Right. Oh uh, yeah, am, baby. Uh yeah, but I mean, he did a uh, World's End in 2013, and then Baby Driver 2017, and then this okay. in 2021. Right. So I mean, it's, it's been several years either way, four years. Um, but anyway, I was super hyped for this. It's it it looks like it's very much up my alley. Um, mm-hmm. plus got my favorite doctor in it, so I'm, yeah. I'm down. What about y'all? Um, hype levels were also really high for me. I was I was super stoked for it. Um, I mean, I I love Edgar Wright. Um, I think everything that he's done is like top tier cinema <laughs> and like everything that he's done. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I was super hyped. <laughs> I was as well. It kind of snuck up on me. I forgot it was. I was I hyped for it when that first trailer came out. Yes. And then it's just kind of like, oh, it's coming out. You know, it, I feel like I didn't see it advertised a lot. But so mm-hmm. I wasn't it wasn't like living in my mind a lot. But I was mm-hmm. very excited about it. 
I knew it was going to be good. Was it was this one of the COVID delayed like alt, like mega delayed movies or was I this? I think so. I don't remember. So I don't know. I can't keep track. Um, <laughs> but I feel like this movie's been coming out for a really long time. But mm-hmm. um, that's why it's been so long. It was supposed to come out in 2018. Yeah, right. I believe it. Um, Sitting and on the shelf. The lady who wrote the movie with him, um, Christy Wilson Cairns. This is her first feature film that she's written. Uh, nice. Actually, no, that's a lie. She. I'm making stuff up. She wrote 1917 and won a BAFTA for it. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's her <laughs> second. Go off. Um, she wrote some TV before that, but she, yeah, she, she won a BAFTA for writing 1917 and was nominated for an Academy Award and a Writers, Writers Guild Award, uh, but did not win those. Um, there was a script for 1917. I, I mean, <laughs> not, no, man not, walks around. Yeah. Right. Um, Anyway, so last night in Soho, I uh, let's just go ahead and get it right out with it. I loved it. I thought this was fantastic. Um, I really think it is the best movie that Edgar Wright's done. I absolutely loved it. I feel the same way. <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not like his best. Um, only because I watch Shaun of the Dead like every Halloween. Sure. So, <laughs> I love uh, Shaun of the Dead too. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to replace that, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's coming for Shaun of the Dead as like the, the pop on and and enjoy it. You know, yeah, it's a week type yeah. of a movie. It uh, it really got me. You know, because I thought that the trailers like super gave it away, but it totally, it totally didn't. Right. I, I think yeah. I remember Dylan saying that after the second trailer came out. Yeah. That it's like, man, I wish I hadn't seen that trailer because I feel like I know everything about this movie now. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's how I felt. Um. I mean, it did give away too much. I still think that that second trailer, I would have mm-hmm. still not liked to have known all that, um, but it didn't by no means ruined it. I don't think. No, but, not and at all. there was mm-hmm. there was a little bit more at the end that we didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in and the I, last 10, 10 minutes. Yeah, I think that spoiler we, we can avoid. <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but spoilers sure. for the rest of this movie. Um, the, there's a, a larger spoiler that uh, we will avoid, but um I I really really liked it. I thought the performances were really really good. I liked Thomas and McKenzie a lot. Um, I really liked um, Michael Ajo, uh, the friend from school. I love him. He was great. He was oh my God. Too nice. He was so awesome. Yeah, he was, he was cartoon. Nice. He, he was cartoonishly nice. Were you waiting for him to be like a bad guy or something? Not a bad guy. I was just like, all right, like how much is he going to put up with? Because she literally put him through it. You know, she abused him. <laughs> Almost yeah. killed him. Yeah. <laughs> she had the uh, best support system of anyone. No kidding. Like, mm-hmm. Her teacher was like, that's okay, sweetie. Try again. And then her, like her sweet grandma. And then this dude that she doesn't know, who's just like supports her through anything, ride or die. Uh, uh, literally. New, new acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That part of the movie bothered me a little bit. I didn't. Okay. I didn't say how I felt about the movie. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, liked yeah. it a lot. Um, I I had some problems with. That. I don't think I'm as big on it as y'all are. Um, I, I I super enjoyed it, and I would recommend everyone to watch it. But I think it was like really great in the beginning, and then really great at the end. But it kind of spun its wheels a little bit in the middle. Like I, I, I felt like there I was a, there was a lull where mm-hmm. we were just like watching her freak out for yeah. like an hour and a half, and I was like, 
And then it, it did take me out of it a little bit, the way everyone was reacting to her. Like, she literally mm-hmm. tried to kill her classmate. I yeah, know, that, that, yeah. Thing you know, the, that thing where she, like, attempted murder in the library with the scissors and then yeah. uh, dude stopped her. Like, okay, so she's going to jail, right? And yeah. everyone's like, Eloise, come on. Stop. <laughs> oh, she, Stop. Was, she was just crazy. <laughs> we don't stab our classmates, Eloise. <laughs> Um, um so that did take me out of it a little bit and i know i mm-hmm. mean it's like a fantastical dream like of course movie so it like it can get away with some stuff like that but i didn't like that aspect of it you know mm-hmm. sure. it was it was like frustrating to watch which i think was probably the point you know but it was a lot of that i would have liked them to disperse the mystery throughout the movie a little bit more instead of i feel like they like Info dumped dumped at the end a little bit, you know. Yeah, I agree. I I agree with that. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, But it's still super fun. I mean, but with a but with a a reveal like that, I feel like you kind of. I need to watch it again to see if like how hinty it is, or like if it really did just like because it felt like oh what. (laughs) Okay, so I called part of the reveal very early on, like in the first act of the movie. Oh really? Okay. So I, it didn't work for me that the but when they revealed more of that reveal, I hadn't thought about that part, you know. But sure, this isn't fun to listen to. But you know what I mean, right? I didn't call everything to um to expand on that a little bit. Um, I Monica might not know this, but Dylan probably does. Uh, I actively don't try to figure movies out as I'm watching them. I'm not. I I'm not trying to go. Oh, I wonder. Like uh, I I mm-hmm. I I've had to turn turn it off you know like uh years yeah. of watching doctor who and like all this stuff oh, like yeah. I, you know let me just i just want to uh, avoid spoilers and just i'm just gonna watch it and see you know <laughs> i'm not trying to guess anything like i'd have weekly discussions between week to week with my mom about doctor who specifically my mom's like mm-hmm. trying to figure all the meta plot out and like nope i'm not doing it i'm not doing <laughs> it but uh speaking of doctor who i um i, I thought matt smith was pretty good in this it's one of his uh better oh, yeah. post post who movies not as good as as he was in terminator oh my god stop (laughs) no he was great i thought he was really convincing he he was so scummy yeah and so different from the doctor i you know yeah i love that even though he looked just like the doctor like the the haircut was the same (laughs) oh okay to me like i mean i know he i mean i know he also dresses like how the doctor would dress in that time period yeah, like it's well, sort of minus like, the bow tie. Well, come on, yeah. man. Bow ties are cool, but you know. <laughs> I had a complaint about him in the trailer uh-huh. based on his relation to another character in the trailer, but it turned out to be okay. Right. Uh, I know exactly. I know exactly what you what you mean. Like because that was actually gonna bother me. Oh, oh, okay. It's like, are I we really gonna talk about yeah? I was and like, that is that? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I, I and Anya Taylor Joy was great, but she was more like a dream character. She was like, um, yeah. Um, I I, I want to say also um, that both nightclub dancing scenes I thought were impeccably shot. They were they fantastic. Were so the the one the the one big dance number, and then the black and white flashing uh, uh, towards the end. I thought that was also fantastic. That really really top notch. Um, I really loved this. Uh, the the movie visually 10 out of 10 visually like this even it, if it was like a bad script it's worth it for if you're interesting interested at all in like visuals or filmmaking at all you know mm-hmm. like yeah. the practical effects and yeah. like a lot of good mirror acting 
and I saw an interview of them talking about that dance sequence and about how they were just like in real time switching out and ducking and just waiting. Were they really? Really? Yeah, they would. They would just wow. duck out of the camera and go like squat somewhere for a little bit and then jump back in. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it's super impressive. I, I assumed it was just like a bunch of like complex edits. Yeah. I, I assumed that it was just two two dances that he did, but right. Wow. But, I That's mean wild. that that makes more sense because it was just his movement was like super smooth through all of it. And right. so yeah. That, That's, That's awesome. crazy. That's really cool. Um yeah. Let's see, anything else? Um, um the music's ahead. great. Yes, music the, is fantastic. Music's fantastic. If you're a lover of the 60s, 60s British pop rock music, uh, it's great. <laughs> Not um, even, but you know. <laughs> no, I know I get that. And um yeah. you know what's annoying? Uh, the score is good too. So Mondo mm-hmm. has two different vinyls. They have the the soundtrack and the score. Oh, that's cool. I know. Um, well, it's just another way for them to get 70 bucks out of you instead of the 35 yeah. for the regular record. <laughs> Um, but those are kind of open order. I think you can just just get those if you want them uh, on their website. Um, I'm considering it. Um, what else? I I just I, I really dug it. Um, I would highly recommend it. I think it's a good theatrical experience too. I haven't watched it at mm-hmm. home yet, obviously, but um, I I think if you're comfortable going to the theaters, this is a great uh, theater movie. I saw it in Dolby, so uh, at nice. AMC, and it was. This I hadn't seen a, Dol- a, a film in Dolby since pre-COVID, and Dolby is it, man. It's for so this good. type yeah, of a movie, it's, it's awesome. this. It, that's it. Um, what an experience! Um, highly, highly recommend. Um, I'll, this isn't a power rankings movie, so we don't, we don't need to rate it. But um, I will. We. I mean, we, we'll start making that a habit. Um, let's 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 see. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight five. I really, really liked it. Um, like I said, I think it's Edgar Wright's best film. Um, I, I mean, I, Shaun of the Dead has has that place in my heart. Yeah. And I will watch it <laughs> till the day I die. I could watch Shaun of the Dead once a week. It'd be fine. Yeah. Same. This one, this one, I don't think I could watch it every week. But, mm-hmm. you know. I feel uh, like it has a good rewatchability factor, though. It does. It does. Go oh, back yeah, and notice, notice things that you missed, you know. I really do want to need to see it again. It's yeah. It's sitting at a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is um, kind of surprising that it's kind of divided a little bit. The average score is 6.9, which is pretty high. Um, but there's that. I think it had a lot to live up to, and it, it's not what people were expecting because it turned out to be a little bit more campy, I think, than maybe right. what people thought. Maybe people thought it was going to be a little bit more serious. And then it kind of mm-hmm. had like a camp twist, which... Yeah. I liked, but I could see why maybe that would be divisive. But I would give it an 8-0. I liked it a lot. I would definitely recommend. Um, I would agree that I think it would benefit from a theater watch. But if you can't, I think watching at home would be super good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8.5 for me as well. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I like the scary factor of it. And it, it spooked me just a little bit. <laughs> One other thing, like just like the storytelling from Edgar Wright was so good in this. Like there were times mm-hmm. when I just forgot that there was like a larger plot and mm-hmm. um, a mystery. And it was just enjoying her going to school and doing stuff mm-hmm. like, oh, right. Something weird's going to happen. I forgot. <laughs> like I'm, I was just so engrossed. I think that's also Thomas and McKenzie. I think that was just her, her performance was very, very uh, strong. She's so good. I hope we get to see more. I mean, I'm sure we will. What after. do I know her from? 
Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Thank you. Oh yeah. And old. If you saw that, I did not. I did not. Mm -mm. Don't. I was sick. (laughs) Yeah. Don't. Don't watch it. She's playing a child grown into a older body in that movie, and she's doing a kid voice the whole movie. Well, she already has a kid voice. No, she's doing like a toddler voice. Oh Uh, no! Don't don't watch it. That's that's not. Let's not ruin your memory of her. You know. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Don't sully. I want to see more of her in good movies. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I know Anya Taylor Joy didn't have as much to do, but I thought she, she was, was great, a standout. Oh yeah, she was so good. Like for what for what she had to do, like she was like a a supporting character. Yeah, I liked how she started out a little manic pixie dream girly, but then she like got more substance throughout. Which is, I don't know, you don't see that often, you know. You don't. It was like very idealized version of the past, and then it was like, wait, no, things kind of sucked then, you know, and. I thought that was cool. I thought she was great. Um, it sucks that. Well, I'll get to the box office later, but um, I think it's worth it for them. Yeah, I do too. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so there we go. There is the watch list. Uh, let's get into the news, Dylan. You got some news? News, yeah. news, no, no, news, news. Okay, first <laughs> I'll talk about the box office. I need a sound um, drop of Ron saying that, so we can just insert it. Yeah, please do it. Yep. Ron, do it. Okay. So it's a disappointing one. Um yeah, last night surprising. in Soho made 4.1 million, which is abysmal. It's mm-hmm. like uh it, it should be, you know, very high if we're gonna just go off a of baby driver or something like that, um, for the kind of budget it had. Uh single digit millions like that are awful. Um I'm not sure what happened. Maybe it's because it was Halloween. Um but I've seen a lot mm. of commentary and it's interesting about how like the age of movie stars is like dead because people can see them in so many different outlets now, you know, like online and interviews and stuff like that. And sure. Like mm-hmm. a movie with Anya Taylor joy should be like, she just had Queens Gambit, which is like the colossal pop culture mm-hmm. runaway show of 2020 you know right Mm -hmm. and then her movie flops it's like back in the day even if a movie was terrible if it had like this guy in it you know it would still make some money you know so i think it's interesting i don't think people go to movies for like actors anymore in in that amount you know what i mean yeah no i agree but it's very sad i like i hate seeing uh good behavior not rewarded and then things like venom let there be carnage being like the standout success of the pandemic y'all you know? better not go see morbius what I'm saying. <laughs> don't do it Ugh. we'll get morbius. we'll get there we'll get there i don't want to talk about morbius okay <laughs> he's an important um, character dylan it also had i don't know what the reason is for it but also had a really bad demographic breakdown which was uh a b- bunch of white people again i'm not sure what that <laughs> means but um i guess the cast wasn't very diverse i don't know um but I hope people rent it at home. I don't want Edgar Wright's career to be hurt by this, you know, because it was a good movie. No, it was. Y'all, yeah. Go, go, you know, go buy a ticket. Even if you're not going to, even if you don't feel comfortable going, <laughs> go support your boy. Buy a ticket <laughs> and then pirate it at home. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, okay. So we got a, um, you guys get to move on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, Dune fell a lot in that second weekend it's done making money too because everyone's okay. gonna watch it on hbo now um nothing mm-hmm. nothing on hbo has re- like a good second weekend because 
most people are just going to watch it for the second time at home, not go again to the theater, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's I'm the same way. Yeah. Also, Antlers bombed and oh. French Dispatch bombed as well. French Dispatch opened yeah. at 10, number 10 with 2.7 million. Yikes. I mean, that was never going to make a lot, but yeah. I don't know. I still want to see it. I'm going to see it. I meant to ask you who's going to get nominated from that movie? And this is a from tangent a little movie? bit. That's yeah, tough. Who, there's like uh, 80 cast members. Probably Frances McDormand. Um, she was really good. And then uh Adrian Brody or okay. or um oh my god, Benicio del Toro. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Sweet. I need to watch it for gold for gold derby. Oh, um yes. all right. Are you gonna be on our Oscars episode? When we actually do one again, yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. Because Monica's been on all the Oscar shows when we do them. We didn't yeah. do one last year, or I think we also didn't do it 2019. Yeah. Yeah, or well, technically this I don't year, know. The, the, yeah, because oh, yeah. there wasn't one uh, last year, but the one this year with Glenn Close saying Da Butt. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, is that Da Butt? <laughs> I know that song. It's Da Butt. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love it. All right, moving on. We have some Marvel uh, spoilers. Some leaks. So Ooh. skip ahead a little Ooh. bit if you uh, don't want to know. I don't really care about Marvel stuff. I-, I love the Marvel stuff, but a leak is never going to like sway yeah, me. I mean, I'm going to watch mm-hmm. something, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's it's nothing, you know, too damning. I don't think, but it's there's stuff for She-Hulk, Black Panther two, Moon Knight, and then others. Um, Michael, have you heard the the Modoc news? No. What up? You haven't? Okay. No. We'll what's that. up? Um, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Okay, for She-Hulk. Um, what a tease. So this is a collection of spoilers from okay. the r slash Marvel Studio spoiler Reddit. And Who is usually right. Yeah, these are put to, these ones are put together. So there's two things that happen on there. People submit fake stuff to get attention. And then people will send things to the admins and they'll vet it and then they'll post it. So this is a collection of things that the admins have posted through verifying their sources and stuff. So mm-hmm. every time, I think we have a really good track record on this podcast. We every do. time something has come out, we, we haven't talked about it unless it's real. We had huge Endgame spoilers like a year People slept before it on came that. Out. We told them the plot of Endgame a year in advance. Yes. Like I've kind of stopped doing that. but Serious plot details. Like and Go back are- and listen to that Endgame I don't even remember what episode that was on, but that was a very long time ago. Frank, when was that episode? <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll start with She-Hulk. Um, apparently, some of the plot is uh, Professor Hulk or Bruce Banner. He's just like Bruce Banner now, and he's struggling to turn back into Hulk. We saw him as Bruce Banner in Shang-Chi, the end of Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes sense. Um, apparently, there's a fight scene between him and She-Hulk. Um, Tin Roth is in it. Um, yeah. And he plays a major role as Abomination. Jamila Jamil is the main villain. We knew she was in it, but we didn't know if she was just like a bit role or something. But she's playing Titania and she's the main villain. Um, nice. There's apparently four more characters doing motion capture. I'm not sure if there's other Hulks, like, I don't know, Red Hulk or something that could happen. Because um, William Hurt is also in the show. Um, and then the big one is Charlie Cox is supposed to be in the show. Daredevil. Really? Yeah, I think the lawyer thing makes sense, you know. Yeah, I like oh, it yeah. when the, I like it when they meet in the comics. That's always fun. 
Um, but I'm glad that he's coming back and appearing mm-hmm. in things. They should give him a show again. Um, Black Panther 2. A lot of these are pretty vague. So it's not like I'm not we're not gonna like tell you the ending of any of these. Apparently, Okoye wears the Black Panther suit, but she's not the main, she's not like the new chosen Black Panther. Not sure what that means. Um, this is an Eternals one. We'll skip that. Uh, Moon Knight, uh, Mahershala Ali will appear as Blade. Yes. And Ooh, it says, nice. I'm ready yeah, for that. That would be awesome. I was, we thought it was weird that they cast him like five years before his movie was set to start right. being filmed. So, like, whenever they do that, it's like, what are they going to be in? You know? So, I think that's our answer. Um, apparently, Dracula is a major villain in it. And they think Excellent. that Ethan, they think that Ethan Hawke is playing Dracula. All right. So are they going to do the <laughs> meme? Are they going to do the meme line about Moon Knight and Dracula and Dracula and Moon Knight money? Yes. No, <laughs> they, they, they need to do it. I'm just saying that's it's great. The meme is so popular. It gets reported in regular Moon Knight articles. <laughs> we calls him a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to not be sure if that was fan made or not. It is. It's from Moon Knight Core. Um, on Facebook, uh, Ayo will play a major role. She's the the Dora Milaje we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Oh yeah. So there's like I don't know. There's more to Moon Knight than I thought there was going to be. I'm like with Dracula and Blade. That sounds really cool. Moon Knight is going to be the best show of of the of the Disney Plus verse. This is the era of Michael. All his favorite my t- things. It's my, yeah. my time to shine. It is. Okay, now we'll move into miscellaneous. Michael, I don't know how you haven't heard this, but apparently I'm not on Modoc. I'm not on Modoc Twitter. I just apparently Modoc is going to appear in multiple Disney Plus shows as early as She Hulk, and then he will be in Ant Man Three: Quantumania. Yes, um, confirmed. But he's being played by Jim Carrey. Is what they said. Mm. How do you feel about it, Michael? I don't love that casting. Who do you Mm. want to play? (laughs) Okay, I have a theory about how this plays out, but I want to hear. Like, who would you rather play Modoc, and how do you feel about yeah, that? Okay, so I've had a lot of time to, you know, fan cast Modoc in my head as <laughs> being one of my favorite uh, characters, Moon Knight and Modoc. Uh, if you want, if you know one thing about me, you know I like weird shaped characters and talking animals. So, like Throg, uh, Modoc, Lockjaw, I love it. It's my it's my jam, um, <laughs> and also Moon Knight is just great. But Modoc, you know, I don't I don't have a good casting for Modoc. Um, what, I think, what what gives you a bad reaction uh, okay. to Jim Carrey? Because I, I just hate Jim Carrey. Oh, I just, really? I just I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, but you know, okay, as bad as that Hulu sh- was it Hulu? As bad as that yeah. Hulu show is, I like Pat Oswald casting as Modoc. Mm-hmm. I like that you casting. You do a live action Modoc, yeah. Oh, oh, I assume. Well, I assume it's not live action, right? Like, I, or it's like a CG well, Modoc. Okay, so here's what I think is going to happen. I've seen no oh, one no. say this. Um, this is a Dylan original? Completely baseless. <laughs> it is not part of the leaks. So I think since they said he might be in She-Hulk and then he'll be in Ant-Man 3, I think we might see him as just like a, the doctor, you know, whatever his real name is. Right. Mm. The AIM, mm-hmm. AIM scientist dude. Right. Yeah. I think in Ant-Man 3, somehow they'll pin particle like just his head, you know, like grow. Mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. The giant man. That makes yeah. sense. Grow just the yeah, head. that does make sense. I don't know how that would play out or how that would make any sense at all. But I I want the big head to happen at least, you know. Like mm-hmm. you can't be regular Modoc. That'd be lame. Like what is <laughs> right. this fox? Is yeah, he just shows up and looks like this. Like 
I bet you're wondering how I got this way. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, but what are we getting? Mo Dam is the other question. For real. Or Mohawk. Uh, um, no. But I will say, okay, if anything of these like leaks is going to change, it, I think it would be that because casting, everything else seems to be based on like script or concept art that people have seen, you know? So, but mm-hmm. this is just like casting. So they could change that. Like it could fall through if they're in negotiations with with Jim Carrey. So I wouldn't bank on mm-hmm. that. But I, don't I mean, know I'm not, I'm not, I would want to. I'm not ready to write it off. But I mean, I think a good casting for Modoc, you either have to go silly, which I guess Jim Carrey is silly. Um, mm-hmm. You go silly or you go like dark and like kind of. I mean, I don't know if you can no. make Modoc scary, but like I think you get like a I think you have to have somebody voice him. Maybe like a man. I don't know. I think silly is the way to go. I I do too, but I would love to see. What about but, Danny? DeVito? I was gonna say Danny DeVito would be a great Modoc. <laughs> He's a good yes. silly casting. Um, I don't know, man. Give me uh, <laughs> Nick Offerman. I think Octavia Spencer would be a good Modoc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steve like, Buscemi. Just ma, just ma, but on on a big head, I think to be perfect. <laughs> So on uh on mycast.io where people vote on fan casting people, um Rain Wilson has six votes. Hmm. Matt Smith six. has nine. <laughs> Why Matt Smith? I don't know. I mean nobody uses a website, so six, yeah. Um I'm looking, no one else here has any votes. Mark Hamill, no, please. Rick Moranis. Yeah, get him. <laughs> That's it. Get him back. I think I John know. Cena would be a good Modoc. Stop it! Get, <laughs> don't. No, He's got that brick no. head. If you're gonna cast a wrestler, it's Batista. I was about to say, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> no, I know. I, w- I would be so mad. Idris Elba. Could we get Idris Elba? If you want, do you want a, you want a sexy Modoc? Modoc? Hey, hey, I've got some fan fiction I can send you. It's called Fifty Shades of Modoc. He could play Brodoc. Did you guys read West Coast Avengers? I did. Oh yeah. yeah, he was sexy. For well, no, that's that's Channing Tatum as Brodo. Oh right, yeah. Come on, but I don't know. We'll see. He's going to be Gambit. <laughs> but what? I'm sorry, Dylan. What else you got? I don't like what, that. It's not the Modoc cast. So the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home leaks continue. Um, they're incessant, and we got our first look at the Green Goblin costume. Yes, we did. And then another, yet another. If you didn't already know, the three Spider-Mans are going to be in this movie. Another confirmation based on, I guess, their costumes. Dylan, I don't know what set. you're talking about. That's not confirmed. This is the worst kept secret. Like, it's not even fun anymore. It's just like, it's, put them all on the poster, put them in the trailer. Like, just, real, se- just you know? sell it to me. Like, just come out you, with a huge. Who are you tra- fooling? Like, you could, n- you were never going to keep this under wraps. Never. Like, the only people who can pull off surprises, I feel like, is Star Wars and sometimes Marvel. Like, like to you, you know, Star Wars kept Mark Hamill a big secret for Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, Grogu. Like, yeah, please. I was about to say, like, huge, mega. What is Star Wars doing? Are they like implanting Suicide Squad style chips in people's brains? Like, if they if they even breathe about something, I don't understand. How do they pull that off? Because there's thousands of people that worked on that, you know, That's and true. none of them said anything about Luke. It's crazy. Well, honestly, it's got to be. I mean, the well, the Luke stuff, I don't know. But the, with Baby Yoda or Grogu, uh, you know, they didn't have any of the toy solicitations. 
which is how most of that stuff gets out, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know That's about true. the Luke stuff. That's wild. Like with the Luke, um, I had watched the uh, uh the gallery, the Disney gallery on uh, on Disney Plus, and they originally like in the script it was originally Plo Koon, um, instead right. of Luke Skywalker, and so all those people were already duped and then on set they only had like a very very like small handful of people on set so they must have really tight lips that's all i had to say did you, know? you see that interview with ming na wen about that scene they were uh, like her, no i didn't the, it was at some convention and they were talking to her about how like r2d2 was painted a different color and then they did mm, that's right it. but they that's told right. her they're like that's not r2d2 and she was like i knew and she was like all her castmates were like we had no idea and she was like i knew that was clearly r2d2 but a different color Mm -hmm. so i think they tried to fool him i guess it worked on everyone but her in the cast but that's pretty interesting they thought of everything yeah i mean i i I do like those stories of when filmmakers go the extra mile to try to like disguise stuff like uh i know they they wrote multiple they'll write multiple endings to horror movies yeah you know stuff like that or they'll even film you know extra endings or yeah try to keep yeah secret. like even with the mando stuff like all the the uh the original art that they did was all with plo Koon, which looks awesome <laughs> you know yeah, right but... and i love plo Koon. i know he's so great <laughs> they need to take notes from lucasfilm or whoever is in charge of yeah the secrecy over i mean there. it's all disney Cause... right like come on make mm-hmm. it a... well i guess this is sony so who knows it's the wild west over there yeah sony they're, they're trying to do a rhino the worst <laughs> Oh, come watch yeah, Morbius, you, could, you guys. They, a, a scene <laughs> leaked from the movie where they throw the green paint on him and confirms that he has to turn his suit inside out. And that's what the black suit is. Um, uh, there's, I don't know, you, there's concept art of Dr. Octopus. There's several shots of the three Spider-Mans. There's just give scene, me the big mega trailer. There's with literally all a this scene crap with For Andrew real. Garfield talking like uh, in front of a blue screen. Like, What, just, what about Toby, though? They got Toby back? Yes. He gonna be in it? I mean, I don't know, Dylan. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh he never takes his mask off. It's a voiceover. Yeah, that I mean that would be the Toby move. Yeah. Just C- CG my face. Well, he has a lot of he has a lot going on, a lot of different different movies that he's probably working on. Oh yeah, he's on. like he's headlining a bunch of stuff right now. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's got a very yeah. his dance card is very full. <laughs> As we're okay. ripping on Toby McGuire. Oh, poor Toby. What did he do to deserve this? Um <laughs> Spider-Man 2 <laughs> and 3. Michael, okay, so we got a Lightyear trailer too. Oh, yes, we did. So this, oh, yeah. The premise of this is that, okay, so but everyone knows Buzz Lightyear is a toy. And then apparently in the Toy Story universe, the toy is based on a movie in that universe. And this is that mm-hmm. movie. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So this is a movie within a movie. Um, okay. It's a movie that Buzz Lightyear is based on. I don't care at all about this <laughs> i actively disliked the trailer i'm sorry it's I, I also i mean i like toy story fine um i really liked the first one uh and i liked the third one a lot i didn't really care for the fourth or the, the second i just forget what happens um but i don't care uh i i don't know how do, how do y'all feel about this this isn't really for me at all I I'm excited for it. 
Um, as far as space movies, uh, I think Disney makes my favorite ones. So, oh, fair enough. Uh, yeah. So I, I, it looked, it looked really good. I mean, I, yeah, it's I think visually I'm does enjoy look great. It a lot. Yeah. 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 And, and plus, I, I love Chris Evans. So, yeah, I'm going to say Glad we got Tim Allen out of there, right? <laughs> right. They traded For real, though. I mean, I that is a win. It's hard to get excited about just like the IP of it, I feel like. But I think mm-hmm. just knowing that it's Pixar. And the animation is like breathtaking and it's Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. The animation like, does look fantastic. I would yeah. be the same amount of excited for this if it wasn't Buzz Lightyear, you know? So like, I think it looks really good. Just as a Pixar space movie with Chris Evans. Yeah. You know I mean? See, that that's how I'm seeing it. Like, I'm not seeing it as like a Toy Story spinoff or prequel, whatever. I'm literally <laughs> only seeing it as, as a space as movie. A, uh, yeah, as a space movie, you know. Well, and it doesn't look like every other Pixar movie, which is neat. Mm-hmm. It has its own. Yeah, the animation looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is the most talked about one, uh, which I think we touched on last week, is that Eternals is now officially rotten. It's a air quote rotten it's marvel's first rotten uh movie on rotten Man. tomatoes it, ha- it had and to that, happen at some point that's what happens when a God. movie falls below 60 percent um it's hard to like say too much about it be- before we've seen it um but i think it's like worth noting that in phase four anyway marvel has been i think been correct i mean tell me if y'all disagree but i feel like they've been taking more risks you know, like trying to be a little bit less formulaic than mm-hmm. in the past. And the way Rotten Tomatoes works is the percentage is how many people have said like thumbs up to a movie versus thumbs down. It's not their score of the movie. It's not like if it's a 95% because the average score is 5.9. Right. Um, so a movie that's just so-so but really safe will get like something in the 90s, you know, because like it's a crowd pleaser. Everyone likes it. So I think mm-hmm. with Marvel taking bigger swings, in my opinion, this was bound to happen at some point. Um, I don't, I'm sure it's not bad. I'm I'm still looking forward to it. I bet I'll enjoy it. And I mean, it's worth noting that most critics like it, you know? Um, but I think they're, I don't want to say they're like DC, but it's like they're taking bigger risks like DC does. And then they have like big hits like Wonder Woman and I don't, I didn't like Joker, but it was successful and accomplished what it wanted to, you right. know? Um, so that, true. I would consider that successful mm-hmm. too. And also in the sixties on Rotten Tomatoes, do you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So it could be like a mirror version of that, but I, I think a lot of people are everyone, of course, everyone's like celebrating this, you know, because either they're bigoted or they just wanted to see like Marvel flop at some point, mm-hmm. but I don't know. In my opinion, phase four has been, it's had some of my favorite things in it. Mm-hmm. Like I love Black Widow. I love Shang-Chi. I love WandaVision. So I think the big swings are worth the occasional, the maybe occasional misstep whiff. or yeah. like a medium movie, you know? So mm-hmm. I would prefer a bunch of risky movies and maybe one that doesn't agree with everyone. You know what I mean? Also, this movie has been review bombed on IMDb. But on that one, anyone can go into it. And it's a bunch of uh, homophobes. Yeah. So, yeah. You can't Sounds trust IMDb. Right. Man. Oh. I don't know. Is this is this the end of Marvel, guys? No. 
Yep, that's it, guys. The Game Disney over. Empire is collapsing. It's dead forever. That's it. Game over. I don't know. Just I want everyone to remember all the, you know, all the fanboys who are mad that Joker has a bad Rotten Tomato score as well. You know. Mm-hmm. And that was nominated right. for an Oscar. And it's not a contest, also. You know, but you know how many how many uh, fresh movies does Marvel have? Just you know, if we're gonna make it a contest. If we had to, if we yeah, had, who to. has a better track record? But no, it's not a contest. But uh, this makes me like somehow more excited to see it because I want to see like what's divisive about it. Yeah, know? absolutely. Like, maybe I, mm-hmm. I love I love mess. So you, I'm like, you, 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 you said that you said that last week or the week before. I don't remember. Like you would much rather see a movie that is not universally, you know, everyone gave it a thumbs up. Like that means it is very likely very broad and appeals to everyone there's unique exceptions to that like get out uh you know had a great score but that's how could you float that down but right. mm-hmm. you'd rather see something like this uh that maybe takes some risks and yeah. it's going to be not like every other movie you've seen so yeah that's exciting i agree i'm like we're seeing it this week right it's thursday isn't it yeah yeah I feel like this snuck up on me too. Yeah, like dude, I oh, it definitely has for me. This whole month, I don't even know what's coming out. This is too much. Like I got we got Ghostbusters in two weeks. Like I don't even like what <laughs> all these movies. Yeah. We got a classic like American Sniper getting re released in theaters. Like a classic, <laughs> classic. Now that River Oaks is gone, someone has to show the uh, the classics. Yeah, Monica <laughs> on the big screen. Dylan was flipping through the Regal app, and they had they have a classics line where they show a movie one night only. Yeah. And American Sniper was in there with Bradley Cooper. Like, uh, oh yeah, everyone's favorite classic film. <laughs> American <laughs> Sniper. Ah uh, yes. Naturally, it's worth it for that baby, the American Sniper baby. Um, I think. Do I have any more news? Oh, a couple comic newses. Okay. I'm taking over for Ron. There's a new Iron Fist series coming out. We don't know who it is, who is Iron Fist. Uh, it's not Danny Rand. Um, but it has a good team and it has a Jim Chung cover. There's not much to go on because they're being very secretive about it. It's a little bit, it's being treated a little bit like Thor, you know, uh, like the Jane Foster Thor. Mm, mm-hmm. But like, who, who would y'all want to see if it's someone we know as the new Iron Fist? Hmm. And I don't know. I don't know that much about Iron Fist, honestly. I know from the show that that wasn't good. So <laughs> I don't have the best sampling either of Iron Fist. Same. But... I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a big Iron Fist person. Um, I don't know. Um, and I think something different. You know, I think you need something to separate it from the show. So um, I think. Yeah, I think Jane, something a, a la Jane Foster, you know, maybe you get like um, a Stacey Moon. Is that her name? Silk? Oh, Cindy Moon. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Moon, sorry. Cindy Moon. You know, um, I don't know, somebody. Okay, some, who I'm going to say it. Go ahead. It seems, okay, it has a all like a all Asian creative team. And hey, that's, that's I think exciting. it would be nice if it was an Asian character playing like as Iron Fist and not Danny Rand, because I think the mm-hmm. whole white dude goes to East Asia and comes back martial like, artist trope is like played out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, can, we can put that one on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, let's retire that. 
So that's what I hope. I hope it's, it doesn't have to be someone we know even, you know, mm-hmm. right. Because the sampling is abysmal with, you know, in terms of diversity in that group, you know, with right. Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I, I, they would almost have to make a new character unless it's like Shang-Chi is Iron Fist or something like that. But I think that's, I don't know. That's, that's, that's my, that's my for... only hope with this character. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, I think yeah, that's, that's a solid hope. I'm sure everyone will be very upset once it happens, and we'll talk about <laughs> right. it again. Oh, they, 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 they took Danny Rand away uh. from Iron Fist. <laughs> How okay, am I so... supposed to relate to it? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he don't look like me. <laughs> but everything's supposed to be for me. Okay. Um. So Dylan, should we talk you? about the reverse <laughs> of this? Of course. Um. <laughs> uh. It's, we're getting a new Ghost Rider book. It's not Robbie Reyes. It is Johnny Blaze again. He's back. Um, that's because Chris Evans is coming back as Johnny. No, wait. No, no that's Fantastic Four. Yep. Johnny Storm. Womp Johnny Storm. Womp. I had I had it I had it messed up. I don't hey, know why. I have no reason for this. Get, get Chris Evans as every fire guy. Yeah, you don't see his face. Yeah, it could be anyone. Like, yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not okay. So I'm not a Ghost Rider fan. Do y'all Same. care about Johnny Blaze returning? <laughs> no. No, I, I like so I well. liked the I liked the Robbie Reyes book honestly. Uh, when Me it, too. The, the 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 first one by Trad Moore mm-hmm. that was really yes. good. So I mean I don't care I don't like the movies excited by this development. My my first I mean I don't care I liked Mister Grimm and Twisted Metal who was a Ghost Rider knockoff that was about it. <laughs> That's I don't care. Um, I mean I'm glad for you Ghost Rider stands, but uh, you know. I think we should have a clear like. Ghost Rider Midnight Launch Party. Oh, we'll do we'll do it. We'll do it up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we'd have like the flaming Cheetos out, you know. Oh my god, yeah. flaming <laughs> hot Cheetos. Flaming hot Cheetos. Uh Turbos Flamas. Yeah, uh, exactly. All the hot and snacks. I, I will still have that sign that says Akbar snack bar out though. Yeah, that's Akbar They're snack like, bar. Why? Sign. We're like, don't worry about it. We, yeah. Hey, we put a lot of work in that sign, okay? I say we. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Okay, but that's all I got. That's all okay. the comic. I mean, there's other comic news, which I'll talk about next week with uh, a union forming and stuff like that. Okay, but, do you want to save that for next week? Do you have that? I, I had it, but let's save it for next week because we're already... I feel like I don't know enough about it to uh, fully okay. Fair enough. Uh, weigh in yet. We'll, we'll leave it, mm-hmm. but uh, cool. yeah. Okay, um, I'll get into my stuff. I do have some, uh, some wrestling news first. Um, smaller news. Um, WWE star Bray Wyatt. Dylan, do you know who that is? No. Uh, the Fiend. Kind of has a zombie mask. Very popular, mm-hmm. very creative wrestler. Monica, do you know who that Bray Wyatt is? I do. I okay. actually do. Okay. Well, he, he was looking released, him up. He was released 90 days ago. Um, and WWE has been doing this, been releasing very popular wrestlers mm. that they don't know how to do, that they're not. Like fired? Yeah, well, so they're they're not they're they're not employees. They are contracted. They are independent mm-hmm. contractors, which is why they are not allowed to have health insurance or be unionized. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, Gross. Yeah, but but they but they're exclusively contracted. They can only work with WWE. So that's a whole other conversation uh, of how WWE should have employees and not independent contractors. But anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've released a bunch of top tier talent um, who. Because WWE has a very bloated roster uh, because they have three shows. Uh, they produce about 10 hours of wrestling a week um, and they tour and all these things. And so they have to produce all this content 
And then they also were going through this phase of signing everybody it, so that the competition couldn't get them. So they uh, sign people under, and underutilize them. But anyway, so this, it is. So this guy, Bray Wyatt, uh, to give you the little bit of a primer here, uh, was immensely popular, kept giving, was given weird, like creepy guy gimmicks and would get like really, really over. And then when he would just go loose to Roman, they would make him loose to Roman Reigns. And like literally every time. Mm. It's like, what are you, you're just killing all this guy's momentum. And so he had, anyway, so they released him 90 days ago. And as of two days ago, he, two days before the 90 days was up, he tweeted, Oh, so the also once you're released, you have a 90 day no compete clause, so uh, you can't show up anywhere, do anything else, work for anybody else. So he tweeted out two days, uh, and that ends up uh, that ended on Friday. And we don't know what's going to happen with the real name Wyndham Rotunda, but uh, a lot of people are speculating he's going to show up in AEW or Impact. But it, no matter where he goes, it's going to be very exciting. And he is like a CM Punk type who will bring people in. He has a very mm. dedicated fan base. It's wild. The people that they've let go. Like that's weird. But, while keeping people who suck. Mm. Like, What's the well, reason for that? I So I don't know. Um, I think some one of the reasons with Bray Wyatt might be that um, one of the other guys that they released was a guy named Brody Lee, who was one of his good friends who recently passed away. Uh, mm. They mistreated him, and so he sort of had some ill will towards WWE. Um, also, like John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, also became AEW World Champion, became New Japan US Champion upon release. All sorts of guys are getting great, great success after stepping away, because the reason why these guys aren't getting the success is because uh, WWE tends to not pay attention to. Uh, what the people want and these just, or what the, what the, what the loudest fans want, which is most fans anyway. Um, and sort of just are doing their own thing. Like a good example is Daniel Bryan. When he worked over there, he was very popular online and getting all these chants, but he was still constantly losing matches uh, and not getting any push, not getting any title belts, whatever. And eventually they had to listen to the chants and like, all right, fine. We'll eventually do it. But that that is like the exception to the rule. So anyway, um, he is going to be showing up somewhere. Uh, my prediction would be AEW has a pay-per-view next week. Mm. You know, funny how that works out. Uh, he's probably going to show <laughs> up and do something. Um, and in other releasing news, um, Ring of Honor um, will is going to be going on an indefinite hiatus at the end of 2021, which is in, Ring of Honor is the fourth biggest independent promotion fourth biggest us based promotion aside from WWE. They used to be number two before um, AEW and impact got a little bit of a glow. Uh, but yeah, they are going to go on a hiatus and all wrestlers are going to be released from their contracts, which is crazy news, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of, bunch of people are going to be out of work and obviously AEW can't absorb all of them. Mm. Um, but because then they'll just turn into WWE, but um that's really it's it's really too bad because Ring of Honor really um, maintained independent wrestling for a long time um, while all we had was WWE. So it's sad to see them go. But AEW has sort of taken their mantle and run with it. All I'm all I'm hoping for is to bring Bandito over. He's my favorite uh, non AEW guy. So get him over, please. Um, last bit of wrestling news. Um, Monica can actually um, 
relate to this one or because she saw the video this morning. Um, Matt Tremont uh, had a match. Matt Tremont, independent deathmatch legend. He's like Nick Gage, but uh, less famous. Um, big, 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 big deathmatch guy. Uh, came out of retirement to have a match against Atushi, uh, Atsushi Onida, who is a Japanese deathmatch legend and essentially created the, the style that we know of as deathmatch wrestling. And they had a match. Uh, so he, this guy is also super old, but they he came over to America to do some stuff. And he decided they're going to have a big match with Matt Tremont. And it was insane. Uh, the match was, was called the mat was the match was called a current blast double hell death match. And um, there was like an ex- yeah, there's like barbed wire, you know, the whole the whole thing, uh, light tubes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, tables, glass, the whole deal. But on the outside of the ring, they had um, boards with barbed wire and fireworks or whatever, mm-hmm. or big flame shooters. And like the whole thing is like trying to push the other guy into the fire. Um, so Matt Tremont went into the fire, um, ended up getting pinned was able to walk out on his own, under his own power. However, he was taken to the hospital and is still in the hospital in the burn ward. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, kn- he knew what he was doing, but uh, go look at the clips on YouTube. If you're so inclined they are intense. Um, yeah. that, ex- that explosion is a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Onita really doesn't take many bumps in this match. It is all Tremont. Um, he, but you know, if you if I'm not a deathmatch guy, um, I like the clips to go oh at. I don't like to like watch <laughs> them to have a good time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so go check it out. Uh, we wish uh, Matt Tremont a speedy recovery and go back into retirement, please. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, go back to doing you know running running uh, GCW. Um, so let's get into entertainment news. So George Romero. You know, uh, Dylan will remember this because we've covered this a little bit. Um, recent, there's, there's, since he's passed away, there's been some crazy George Romero developments. So, Monica, do you? I don't know if I even told you about this. Do you know about George Romero's the the amusement park? No. Okay, so this was the, this is a quick recap. Um, he filmed this movie for mm. this evangelical ministry in the, the early seventies. Um, they paid him this money to make this movie uh, in an amusement park and he sort of did what he wanted with it. And then they never released it because he made he made a very dark social commentary on the treatment of the elderly in America mm-hmm. and they didn't like the product that they got. So they just never released it. Well, this year it was uncovered and then released and it's awesome. So really? you've got a brand new seventies George Romero film. Um, but anyway, um, so that, that's, that's exciting, but also, uh, yesterday it was announced that George Romero's film, Martin, I don't know if you've ever seen that one, um, Mm -hmm. as a cult classic film, um, the director's edition, black and white, three and a half hour cut has been found the, the, the original negative. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been handed off to, um, a studio, uh, who is going to enhance it and recut it and hopefully release a three, uh, like a crazy, uh, you know, Oh, it's second sight. Second sight films is going to be doing a original, um, a 4k restoration. Um, oh, that's awesome. Of a movie from 1977. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's Martin follows a, the, the titular 17 year old boy who's fascinated by blood and convinced he's an 84 year old vampire. 
um, and then uh, moves to a small town in Pennsylvania where he tries to control his urges. So Same. when you when you said like three hour black and white 4K, this is basically like the Snyder Cut Justice it, is Gray edition. It right? is. It is. It is. Exactly. Very similar. Exactly I like think that's that. probably where they got the idea, right? Yeah, that's what George Romero was going for in 1977. Was it? <laughs> um, but it's this is exciting. Like it's this is kind of wild. Like how these weird cuts get found. Like um, I love uh, one of my favorite movies is uh, Legion. I'm sorry, uh, Exorcist Three, uh, which subtitled Legion. It was filmed to be called Legion, and then mm. the studio changed the title of the movie. Uh, that I've told that story a million times, but I'll re- the, the short version is William Peter Blatty, who wrote The Exorcist, also wrote the sequel novel, Legion, and then was and I, he also wrote the screenplay for The Exorcist and many Pink Panther movies. He was a screenplay writer, uh, and then decided, hey, I'm going to film my novel Legion and is making the movie. And then they're almost done shooting. And then Morgan Creek studio calls him and goes, Hey, uh, we're changing the title of your movie from Legion to the exorcist three. So you need to film an exorcism. (laughs) So he's like, okay. So the third act is wild. uh, (laughs) And just when you know that it makes it a much more enjoyable thing. But anyway, um, there was this long lost director's cut. And then after he passed away, someone found it in their attic you know, and just then it gets, yeah, and it just gets really some Blu-ray, and I love it. I love when this crap happens. It's like, look, you can get a new version of an old movie, and this is significantly longer than regular Martin. I don't know if how much they're going to cut, but I mean, um, so this that's is like what people thought the Snyder Cut was. Yes, like it was just sitting around somewhere. The yes, unreleased. Mm-hmm. Right, not not a whole movie that needed to be made. Right. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, um. As of yesterday, I've mentioned this before. I had y'all had uh, Dylan and Ron watch the trailer a couple of weeks ago. Vinegar Syndrome released their first film, uh, New York Ninja, which has the amazing one of my favorite footage of one of my favorite stories of a film is that they have this they found this movie. This is the this is Vinegar Syndrome. They have this film that was made in the 80s and abandoned, but they have no sound. They have no effects and they have no script. All they have is film uncut. (laughs) And so they spent two years restoring it and turning it into a film and hiring period actors to dub over dialogue. It is the, (laughs) it's amazing. What, what a bananas story and the, uh, it shipped today and I will have it later in the week. And I am so hyped to watch a 1980, a brand new 80s ninja movie. Like, That's awesome. Oh, I know. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be, it's going to be something. Um, local Houston news randomly. Uh, this was announced today. John Waters is going on tour. It's going to be in Houston on December 3rd. So we going, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, I was planning on, it's a Friday. So I was planning on doing Keyforge that day, but John Waters is coming. So Keyforge can wait. <laughs> he's he, he's gonna where? go to uh, the heights theater i have no idea where that is me neither but tickets range from 40 <laughs> to 800 so we'll see how that goes i better be sitting on the stage with john waters for 800 um 800 would have gotten you the q a upgrade uh oh, oh the post-show meet and greet oh. and and oh. does not and does oh wait no, no, no. That's something else. The, the $800 is a suite with eight seats. 
That's oh. okay. So that's two hundred dollars a ticket for. Okay, yeah. that's all right, I guess. Uh, but anyway, so John Waters coming to town. Go get your tickets now before they sell out. Um, before we get to all the trailers, uh, the last bit of news uh, that's kind of big. Um, BBC has lost creative control for Doctor Who. Um, really? What does yes. that mean? Meaning, so Russell T Davies is coming back for season fourteen. Um, BBC no longer has final say on what the content is. Russell T Davies studio bad wolf is now, uh, has final cut and final say in the content of Dr. Who. That, that could be, which is really great. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Who Mm. needs a change and Mm -hmm. they need, they need, I don't know. They need something else. Um, because it's been kind of stagnating. I mean, Jody's mm-hmm. cool, and the and the, you know, the seasons have been well received. Mm-hmm. However, Doctor Who is kind of just like, not to make a joke, but they're kind of stuck in a loop. You know, they're kind of just mm-hmm. they're not getting any really new fans. They're getting some lapsed mm-hmm. fans back, but then what are they doing to get new people in? Like mm-hmm. back, like Tennant and Matt Smith, I felt like there was a big push in getting a bunch of new people in. They showed up on Netflix yep. and you know all this stuff, but now they're on HBO Max. Yeah, uh, that's how I got sucked in. Yeah, same. Me too. Um, but yeah, so um, Russell T. Davies and his studio is now fully in charge of Doctor Who, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, and so they also own um, Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures. So I don't know if they're ever going to do anything with that again. But I did love the Sarah Jane Adventures. If you ever watch that, it's the live action Sarah Jane Smith show. Um, it never, never aired over here. No. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't DVDs. watch that one. I, I watched Torchwood. Um, but Church yeah, was fine. never, yeah, um, it was okay. Right. But Sarah Jane is definitely for children. Doctor Who is for oh, families, yeah. but Sarah Jane is for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, know. I mean, it's got canine in it, but anyway, mm-hmm. Dylan, does this, is it, you don't watch Doctor Who at all, right? I watched that first season with when they, ugh, 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I watched that. And, uh, Cause I was like, I was, I, I looked up when like a good place to jump in was, and they said that, and then I was, like, yeah. I don't know, it wasn't well, a, it didn't, it's, it didn't hook me. Th- was that, it the farting aliens? <laughs> I mean, also, I think depending on when you watched it, Doctor Who's effects are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, like, okay, I did like, I did really like one part of it, and it was that like, that lady who was just like a flap of skin, like stretched on like a yeah. canvas, and she just yes, had a face. Cassandra. I love Cassandra. I loved yeah. her. She was so cool. <laughs> Spray me. <laughs> that was great. I would outplay I wanted, it. Classic. I wanted yes. more of that. Uh, she's great. Um, yeah. But I, I agree. I think it needs a refresh. I would jump on if they yeah. were like, "Here's a good place to start," you know. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. They haven't made an effort to do that in a really long. D- time. Doctor Who does feel very inaccessible. I feel like for mm-hmm. people, it's been around mm-hmm. for how. 7,000 years and anyway 2021 the year of our lord 2021 who do you want i know off the top of your head do you have any ideas for, for who you would want to be a new doctor Elba. i was about to say that. that'd be cool yeah i mean that's not it it's gonna be a young it's gonna be a younger guy i'm sure but um or like harry, harry styles oh Ooh, that, sign me up for that that's lit <laughs> let's bring matt smith back what's he doing yeah. last night in soho <laughs> David Tennant's not going to do it anymore, but you know, I think Olivia Coleman would be cool. That would be a fantastic choice. I love yeah. Olivia Coleman. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that for sure. But I think I'm. I think we're going to get a dude this time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if do we do we do we know who the new Doctor is? I don't think there is casting for it yet. There's rumors. Oh, are there? 
Yeah. Who's um, there? Who's rumored? Oh gosh, it's somebody that I don't know. Um, well, the- James Corden. <laughs> oh God, God. <laughs> no. Get no, out! It's not. Um, Fine, he was already see. in the show. Um, some of the some of the top uh, front runners are uh, Lydia West, who I don't know. Uh, Michael Sheen, who I like. That would be a good it's choice. Not boring though. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah, very boring, but uh, very like. Hello, I'm Doctor Who. Dave. I, yeah. Right. Uh, Michaela Coel, who I don't know. Oh, she'd be great. She's... Oh, okay. I see. Yes. From Black Mirror and um, I May Destroy You. There. Mm-hmm. Um, Tania mm-hmm. Miller, um, Reese Ephens, Richard Ayoade, which would be a great casting. <gasps> I, oh, yeah. I would I would love that. Yeah, me too. Um, Lucy Lawless. Okay. You just make stuff okay. up now. <laughs> Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Where the, where's this casting coming from? Who's I would love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. That'd be I awesome. mean, me too, but like, I feel like that's... Yeah. that's... Or Andrew Scott. Did you guys watch Fleabag? Either no, one? I did not. Uh, no, but I know who... Andrew, Andrew Scott, Scott would be great. He was hot priest. Yeah. All right, Dylan. You got it. All right. I, can I get a podcast promise that you'll try the first episode of New Who? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, excellent. Yes. That's it. Um, okay. Then we have some trailers. Um, We'll start with the Netflix. Actually, three out of the four of these are Netflix trailers. So the first one is for a a film called Hellbound, directed by Yoon Sang-ho, who directed Train to Busan, which is fantastic if you've never seen Train to Busan. Mm -hmm. Um, This one definitely looks a little bit wilder than Train Mm -hmm. to Busan. Um, It's based on a webtoon called Hell. Um, The webtoon is written and drawn by uh, Yoon Sang-ho. who is directing this. So this is a live adaptation of the webtoon that he wrote. Um, And the plot synopsis is as follows. For as long as human beings have existed, we've wondered about divinity, creating religions and philosophies uh, that theorize about heaven, hell, and the divine. Uh, But what happens when these beliefs and theories are proven real, when supernatural beings appear on earth, bringing judgment with them? Well, that's the premise of the brand new series, South Korean horror drama series, Hellbound. Um, I thought the trailer was a little odd, but I thought it was pretty strong. I thought it looked awesome. I think it looks good too. I do too. Mm -hmm. Some of the, some of the uh, visuals on some of the monsters look kind of whack. Like it looks kind of old. Yeah. Look kind of like Dr. Who. Like, um, but, Oh, speaking of Olivia Coleman, she was in Dr. Who. I just watched. Oh no. uh, Well, it doesn't make any difference. Peter Capaldi was in fires of Pompeii, but um, she was in Matt Smith's first episode. I just watched it yesterday. That's right. She was. Oh the, my god. She was in it for like five seconds. I was like, "Is that Olivia Coleman?" <laughs> I forgot. Um, okay, but yeah. So anyway, um, but Hellbound is going to be coming on Netflix November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. It had its world premiere uh, September 9th um, at at the Toronto Film Festival and received uh, very good reviews. Um. It's going to be, so it's a show, actually. It's going to have six episodes. Um, I think the trailer is worth checking out, especially if you like Train to Busan. I think this is one one of those movies that they're probably not going to promote very well, or one of those shows they're not going to promote very well. Um, and this could be very easily one of those Netflix things you just scroll on by and never watch. But uh, mm-hmm. be aware that the guy that did Train to Busan has got a new show coming to Netflix, and it looks uh, nuts. I feel great. like they're going to promote it a lot. You think like so? They're trying to ride the Squid Game 
wave. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They're like they're gonna like try and cash in on all the Korean stuff that they buy. Yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's kind of gross, but like good, I guess good in the long run for audiences. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so we got to see. We got a, a a new trailer for uh, season two of The Witcher, uh, also on, on Netflix, set to a Kanye West remix, which was kind mm. of <laughs> odd. Um. I mean, I'm here for it, but um, I thought the trailer was good. I thought um, it showed. Um, it showed. It looks like the the world is getting bigger, which I like out of The Witcher. Monica, did you watch season one? Nah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have <laughs> if it wasn't for the show. I mean, I do like the novels uh, and the game, but uh, I enjoyed the show. Dylan was kind of so so on it. Um, yeah. But I'll I'm watch this. I th- I, what do you think of the trailer, Monica? Did you see it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I played what like three yeah yeah well not even entirely i was gonna say like i played like maybe like two hours of three and that was it and then yeah. I, I needed to delete it to like make more room for star wars on my xbox right. <laughs> it never Checked stood out. a chance <laughs> but you know i'm a big fantasy fan um obviously i love lord of the rings so what's kept know... you from watching this time really yeah. same yeah. thing with <laughs> any of these shows man there's just so yeah. many yeah, exactly. Like once I get home, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm straight to my bed. I'm falling asleep. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I like it. Looks really good. It's like literally right up my alley, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. Which, by yeah. the way, at, at Clear Lake, we have this really dope Witcher poster. Oh man, yeah, we do. It's awesome. There's it's like this, gold on it. It's, it's a mondo. Really it's a mondo. Foil? Like yeah, it's a foil mm-hmm. mondo custom. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. no, no, it's like a commando commission poster. Hmm. It it looks like the same colors as what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Kinda. Like um, neon. Yeah. I'm, I wonder if I can find it. It's it's yeah. really cool looking. I'm, yeah, I'm honestly surprised it didn't go during the sale. Yeah. Um, it's really fantastic looking uh poster. Yeah. Oh yeah, here mm-hmm. it is. Um, I'll send it to the chat, Dylan, so you can see it. Um, but yeah, if you're a big Witcher fan, we do we have several Mondo posters actually mm-hmm. um at the store. But um I, I'm I think, really looking forward to the season. I, I don't know when it starts though. Um, December 17th. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I think this looks like I think the first season was a little bit light on action. I agree. Um, which I'm not sure is what you want from Witcher, but it looks like they've maybe like improved on some things here. Like the effects look pretty good. It looks like there's more action. Henry Cavill's wig is better. Um yes. same with whatever her name is. Uh I don't know. I think this looks like a better version of season one. So if you, I don't mm. know how many new people this is going to bring in, though. You know, but I don't know. As long as they, Witcher was very like super popular for Netflix. As long as it maintains that, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need, it doesn't need new people. Dylan, I sent you the, it. I sent you the poster. Um, it look, it, yeah, I Where? love it. It's a Facebook Messenger. Oh, I should have put it in the Discord. That's my bad. Um, oh, that is really cool. I know. Mm-hmm. We got oh, a it's collection. the TV show. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. That's awesome. I know. Um, I, I I mean, I want someone to buy it, obviously, but I'll be sad when it yeah. goes because I love love looking at it. Yeah. Um, two more trailers here. We got a Cowboy Bebop trailer as we were recording last week. Uh, so right before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right before it's like, yeah, we'll save it. Um, 
so what did y'all think about this i'm so hyped for it okay i watched more episodes of like of oh the yeah of the show show yeah so i'm i'm now like i'm a fan now so i'm oh, about oh. it yeah i love the show i'm not a big anime person but man i love cowboy bebop yeah yeah same i don't know how you couldn't if you watched it and like if you watched it like mm-hmm. i understand not seeing it but if you watch it you're gonna like it yeah it's um, so much fun i think the trailer was pretty good it. too you didn't like mm-hmm. it i didn't the first episode didn't uh i know it's not fair to go off for like 25 minutes but uh i'm definitely gonna try again before this but it wasn't oh, you my should cuppa. you should um mm-hmm. did you like samurai shampoo didn't watch it okay they have the same energy mm-hmm. um but what do you think of this trailer dylan I thought it looked decent. It, I'm scared it's gonna be bad. Like it looks like it could be bad to me. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like sure. I mean, all, I in mean, the line of every other anime adaptation that's ever happened, all these live action mm-hmm. animes, you just can never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It I, it has the best chance of one I've seen yet, though. I feel like you know, it's set up for success. I hope it's good. Yeah, it looks more stylized and like they're actually. A little bit trying to do their own thing rather than like a shot for shot adaptation which i think is right. where people mm-hmm. go wrong and it looks like they um, i mean but but while also showing off some of their you know references to the original too so mm-hmm. they want to keep everybody happy i think which mm-hmm. i like so it looks super campy which i like yeah i think the trailer looks yeah. good um i'm looking forward to it it comes out soon yeah. I, I think yeah sometime in november right I don't, I don't know. Very soon. I ain't got time for that. November nineteenth. Ooh. Okay. I'm excited. I gotta. I gotta finish the. Anime yeah, I gotta finish then. the anime. <laughs> um, and then um, I think probably the biggest trailer um, of the week would be the book of Boba Fett uh, dropped this week. Let's go. So so <laughs> I'll preface Uh-oh. this by saying, well, Monica obviously is the massive Star Wars simp over here. Um, simp. <laughs> yeah um, i'm wearing my yeah. star wars pants right oh, now. oh here we go <laughs> literally it has them on right now um so prefacing this by saying i am not a boba fett fan and i under it I, with the, with the footnote of knowing that i don't mm-hmm. watch anything that isn't the movies or the tv mm-hmm. or the live action sh- shows so i'm only going off of film mm-hmm. and i just find the fandom annoying because i don't i didn't read the novels i didn't yeah you know it's sort of like to bring up what Ron said. He's like, when Ron had never seen Star Wars and then watched it, it's like, I thought Boba Fett was going to be in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what, where's this dude at? He has three lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of them is screaming and falling in a hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now, I understand. Yeah. Now, not not to, to trigger all the other Star Wars fans. I understand, like, the rich lore, you know, the Mandalorians and all the books mm-hmm. and all the cartoons mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's great. Um, and I will say that I thought Boba Fett's a uh, bit in the Mandalorian season two was awesome. Yeah. I thought he looked, yeah. it was like a, Oh, I care about, about Boba Fett. Now he's a real character. Yeah. Agreed. Um, based on what I have, well, I can, you mm-hmm. know, the live action verse, mm-hmm. because what I will always say is that like, if, if you have to say, well, you got to read this book. Oh, you got to read this mm-hmm. to like the character. Then the character is not mm-hmm. all that good anyway. Yeah. But I think at this point he's, I, I thought the yeah. trailer was pretty good. what do you think, Monica? Obviously. I obviously I'm I'm super excited. I'm just excited to get like brand brand new Star Wars. Um, that's actually you know in canon other than Star Wars Visions. Um, 
but uh, I was actually in the same boat. I was not a big Boba Fett fan at all, unless like whenever I first started getting to Star Wars, I had like Boba Fett everything, um, and then I sold it all back to the store nice. <laughs> um, because uh, my favorite color is green. You know, so right. I'm like, okay, well he looks cool. And then, like, I rewatched uh, the trilogy. I'm like, mm, he ain't doing it for me. <laughs> 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 and then, um, yeah, just uh, the the fandom got like super overwhelming with him. Like, oh, is a Boba Fett? Oh, is he coming back? Blah blah blah. I'm like, let him die. Let this man die, please. Right. You know. And then finally, you know, e- even um, whenever it was like Mandalorian rumors coming up, it's like, oh, Boba Fett's gonna be in a like gross disgusting i don't want to see it and then robert rodriguez he came out and he was like no i got you boo I'm like thank you thank you yeah <laughs> um yeah and uh he he really redeemed uh the character for me and i loved him more morrison and so that's why i'm like super excited um i'm so glad that it's him and of course i love ming na win um yes yeah and i like so, i like the character yeah, here's the thing. Okay, so the Thorian, the Hammerhead, Alien One, whatever you want to call it, um, at the beginning of the trailer, everybody says that that's Pedro Pascal's voice, and I, I'm like the only <laughs> of, person of anyone who's that's like, gonna say it's not. I mean, no. would, I would trust you to tell me whether that is or is not yeah, Pedro. No, it's not him. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I you know, I, I want to be wrong. You know, you're Prove correct. Me wrong. But like, that ain't him. Mm-mm. If it was him, they wouldn't voice. put him in the trailer. I know, especially since like his character is mostly based off of his voice anyway. I'm like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that that's it. That's my thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts about Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars thoughts. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dylan? What do you think about this trailer? Okay, so I want to preface this by saying that I think Mandalorian was the trailer for Boba Fett. Like, it's what yes. served to get mm-hmm. me interested in this show. Um. And it was very successful. Like, I was not going to watch a Boba Fett show. And then I saw that and I was like, okay, I'll watch a Boba Fett show, you know? Um, But this trailer did nothing for me. I thought it was super weak. Uh, It it should have had maybe some more action in it if it's trying to get new people. I I agree. Um, But I want to say, I want to, like, put a big asterisk there and be like, it doesn't need, like, a great trailer, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't need, it has nothing to prove. Yeah. I, th- I think they're riding on the fact of already like established Mandalorian fans and yeah, also right. just the name Boba Fett, you know, would, oh, grab people in like, oh, right. I know that name, you know. And so that's probably why they're like, you know, we'll just slap a trailer together and that's it. Right. I, I agree. You know? I think I think it's more mm-hmm. of a um, going off of the the trailer is to get the fans hyped. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? This isn't a, a new person watch trailer. I think mm-hmm. maybe we'll get another one of you know a sizzle reel i don't mm-hmm. think so because we talked about how secretive they are i'm sure we'll get another oh, sure. one mm-hmm. but none of yeah. the star wars trailers for disney plus like Give have been anything. like that hype you know like mm-hmm. no big reveals or anything to like latch on to you know what i mean i think they're mm-hmm. like they know that they don't need to oversell it i, I do so, like that he's taken over for jabba though i think that's a neat story yes yeah but like I'm i said so that was glad. from the last season I am so glad that Bib Fortuna's dead. You know, I think that's that's <laughs> my big dead. takeaway <laughs> for real. But 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 the real question is: Is my boy Salacious Crumb? Did he make it? <laughs> yeah, bring him bring him back. That's my favorite Star Wars character. Legit for real. Legit. I love Salacious Crumb. 
Give me the hot toy. (laughs) I don't need the Jabba. Get rid of him. Yeah. I'll throw it away. But um, anyway, so yeah, uh, Book of Boba Fett. When does that start, Monica? Do you know offhand? Uh, uh, December 20 something. Okay. 27? December 29th. Nine. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was an odd number. And they're they're doing the, you know, episode, uh, the the weekly thing. Yeah. I assume Mm -hmm. because Star Wars is not doing episode dumps. They don't do that. Uh uh. No. I don't think it so, matters. Yeah. That this was a bad trailer. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the, like tra- I, the, the trailer is irrelevant. Like I, also the Marvel mm-hmm. shows, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. They showed they gave nothing in their trailers too. It was mm-hmm. like some scenes from the first couple. Yeah, episodes. the WandaVision yeah. was a very misleading trailer. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, that's oh, yeah. common with with all these. So if this, I don't think this should tell you like that it's going to be a boring show just because it's yeah. a boring trailer. You know, right. just I agree. Keep in mind that they're mm-hmm. holding stuff back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, before before we wrap up, Monica, do you have any big hopes for uh, Book of Boba Fett? Oh, uh, that uh, Fennec and Boba Fett kiss. That's it. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just just kiss. So the shipping the begins. Helmets, just the helmets. Oh, the helmets. Oh, just just helmets. <laughs> Clink. Um. <laughs> just a slow pan together. The donk. No. Um. <laughs> obviously like just some awesome like tatooine you know stuff i i want to see flashbacks of him getting out of uh the sarlacc pit um possibly maybe i think they do have to address well, uh, yeah, it, that's it a little bit mm-hmm, of course um and i just want to see ming nong win be a badass and that's it yeah the end I think I, mean, I think I think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. But how um, are you a Star Wars fan without astronomical, very specific predictions for the show? <laughs> right. She's not that's that type that, of Star Wars set fan. You up no, for disappointment. Well, here's the thing. It's because it's book above a fat. Like I still have like my same feelings that I do like for the character that I've had like for all these years. Even yeah. though I like I am excited for the show, but I'm still just like it's Boba Fett, you know. Just give me Mandalorian season three, and I'm good. <laughs> you right. know, I'm I'm excited either way. I think it's going to be really okay. awesome. So, mm-hmm. but um, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Super long again, uh, but here we are. Um, mm-hmm. we'll be back next week to review Eternals with, I believe, we're being joined by Nick from the Katie Store. So, all you Katie Ooh. listener, uh, Katie yeah. shoppers out there, come uh, come <laughs> check us out for that. I come see Eternals this week. Um. Go review us on iTunes so we can uh, start affecting the mm-hmm. rankings of these movies. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll get it up to 60%. We'll get that fresh tomato back. It's going to happen. Uncanny Universe is <laughs> going to do it for the culture. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Really appreciate all the support. Bye, guys. It's Dylan. And this is Monica. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.